That was Isaiah chapter 40. And we're looking at verses 28 through 31. I tell you what, while you're turning there, as Tim was talking about different people, going, you just never know what people are going through. Um, sometimes you can look around and you, you see those who are maybe struggling with something just singing their hearts out to the Lord. What a beautiful thing. Isaiah 40. We, we have to just read all these verses getting started. 28 through 31. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? That the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not. Neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might. He increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord. Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. The little boy was trying to pick up this really big rock. And he's straining to pick up this rock. And he's giving it all he has. And he, he just can't do it. Dad, this rock is too heavy. I can't pick it up. Dad says, son, yes, you can. Let me try it again. The boy strains to pick up that rock and he says, dad, this rock is just too heavy. Dad says, son, you can pick up that rock. Try again. He tries to pick up this rock again. Dad, this rock is absolutely too heavy. I'm trying and I can't pick it up. Son, you're not using all your strength. Pick that rock up. Dad, I am. I am. I'm trying as hard as I can. It is absolutely too heavy. I'm not going to be able to pick it up. Son, you're not using all your strength. Dad, what's going on here? Because I'm using every bit of strength I have to be able to pick this up and I can't budget. I'm not going to be able to pick up the rock. He says, son, you haven't asked me for help yet. You'd be able to pick up the rock. I know you're not using all of your strength yet because I'm here. There's strength available to us Beyond our own. And it's greater than our own. Tonight, we're going to consider our weakness as human beings and God's almighty strength. We all need it. Everyone exhausts. 
everyone becomes weary at some time or another, whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, whether it's emotionally, whether it's something spiritually going on or all of the above, we all get weary and we all can exhaust in many ways. And with this subject on the table, there are some questions that are asked. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. When we, in other words, when we become exhausted in life, have we forgotten what we've learned about the Lord and experience? Have we not given an ear and listened to what our God is all about? Don't get secondhand information about God. Go to Him yourself. Go to His Word yourself and know all you can about your God. Our God we see here, He is the everlasting God. Tired soul, weary soul, He is everlasting. Our God is the God of our past, the God of our present, and the God of our future. Our God is always our God. And He's granted us Everlasting life. You have everlasting life in the Lord Jesus Christ. You understand the only way that you and I could have everlasting life is if it came from an everlasting God. So you understand that there is no end to our God. There was no beginning to our God. He's eternal and He's given us Everlasting life. He's not only the everlasting God, He's Lord, He's Creator of the ends of the earth. Our God is self-existent. Some businesses move into a strip center. But then you have those that build their own building. It is freestanding. It is not connected to anything else. And our God is a, is a self-standing, self-sufficient, self-existing God. He never came into existence. He already, He always was. But everything else, Everything else has come into existence and the only way it has come into existence is by God. He has created everything that there is. He willed it to happen. Nothing would be here if God didn't want it to be. It's here because He brought it about. He was able to make the world, and He did it. And He was able to judge the world, and He's done it. He's not going to do it again in the same way that He did with the flooding waters, but He did it. 
God was able to make man, and He did it. And God's able to change man. What a wonderful thing. Not only has God created, though, everything in creation, the the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein, it's all His. He created it all. He All of creation is His. And He can supply the needs of all that He created. Everything. He can take care of it all. He fainteth not, neither is weary. God does not tire. He does not get exhausted. God is not limited by time, by space. God is not limited by an energy level in any way whatsoever. I I believe we sometimes make God out to be too much like us sometimes. And He's completely opposite. He's nothing of the such, nothing near us. God doesn't have mental breakdowns. God created everything in six days and the Bible says that He rested on the seventh day. Now, wait a minute. God never gets tired. So you understand the reason why God rested is simply because there was nothing left to do. He had done everything that needed to be done and He did that in six days. And then He rested as in not being weary, but simply finished with creation. And you look at all of that, and then you look at the continued work in the life of the saints. You look at the continued work in the life of Christians today that God is constantly doing. He never faints and never gets weary. He couldn't possibly do it. And to think about all He's done, creation, all He's doing in our lives, and we haven't seen the half of it. We haven't seen a glimpse of the power and the ability of God and His exhaustlessness and what He can do. He fainteth not. He has power to revive a Christian when, when a Christian is down and low and very weak. God has power to revive a church when the church has become down and low and very weak. He can do that with no problem at all. Does it blow your mind to consider the non-energy level of our God? Well, it's going to continue to blow your mind because you continue looking at the Word of God here and you see that there is no searching of His understanding. God is beyond comprehension. I know many people, bless their soul, that that say that they will trust in the Lord when they can comprehend Him. I wouldn't want to be able to comprehend the creator of the universe. That means he would be on my level. And I don't want to do that at all. You can't do it. He's beyond comprehension. Examine all you can. 
And you should study him and you're going to be blessed and you're going to be able to get to know a lot about your God. A lot has been what I say a lot. It's not going to be a lot. What we think is going to be a lot. Uh, we'll, we'll call it a lot, but we won't even scratch the surface. But but you will be blessed for all that you can learn and study about your God. But what you're going to find out is that he is past finding out and he is past being able to figure out. But what you will be able to come to the knowledge of as you consider your God and what we come to know about our God is there is that there is no way that you and I could be in any condition or there is no way that you and I can be in any circumstance that is beyond relief. That is beyond the ability for the Almighty God to restore you. We would have to find a limitation in God to say, this can't be fixed. I can't come back. I can't make it back. I can't be restored. You're, you're going to have to find a limitation in God for that statement to be correct. And it would be an incorrect statement if you said you found that limitation because it's nowhere to be found. You are not going to find it anywhere. You think about the might and you think about the power of God as we consider in these verses, and then we're going to see something else. That there's a power of our God, and it translates to you and I. Look in verse 29. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, He increaseth strength. As we become overwhelmed and wowed by the almighty ability and the power of God, this is a power that he applies to your life and to mine. That's what God has determined to do. And that's what God wants to do for his children and with his children is apply a power to us that he has. The Bible says here that he giveth. That means to deliver over to another, to deliver his power over to another, to deliver his power over to his children. That's what he wants to do. The matter of you and I making it through this life is the matter of God producing the ability in us for it to happen. For God to produce His strength within us. And He pours His strength into us. He does it especially in some. God pours His strength into those who see their need for it. That's what God wants all of us to see. That we are weak and He is strong. And He wants us to come to Him. And He wants us to confess that to Him. And He wants to give to us all that we are in need of. Those who acknowledge their helplessness without Him. That's what He wants. God doesn't help those who help themselves. God helps the helpless. 
And when we come to him in that humility and in that way, that's when he wants to pour himself into us. Not everyone will admit that. You know, when I was a kid, I never went on vacation. You understand, I was the third kid to come along. My older two brothers talk about vacation and the times they had and the memories, and I sat and twiddled my thumbs because I didn't have it. And then, and then I had to be trained into taking a vacation by Shelly. She did a good job of that. And uh, you know what? It was no big deal, though. You know why? I didn't know what I was missing. And there are those who do not have the strength of God in their life. And, and, and though there's an emptiness inside, I know there is, you really don't know what you're missing or you would latch on to it today and you would receive it today and you would bow down before a holy God today. There are those who won't. Listen to Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. But then you see the opposite. In Isaiah 33, 2. O Lord, be gracious unto us. We have waited for thee. Be thou their arm every morning. Our salvation also is in the time of trouble. We see two different attitudes here. And two different, two different reflections upon God. And one receives his strength. And one does not. When we, when we confess to God that we have no reserve, that there's nothing left in the tank, we're nothing without Him, He fills and He nourishes and He multiplies His strength to us. There, there's just nothing more beautiful in the Christian life than seeing the saved person that's going through all kinds of trials, but you can see you can see when someone's going through it without the Lord, and when someone's going through it with the Lord, and when someone is going through their trials and they're piling up, but the power of God keeps overwhelming, and they, and they keep pressing on. What a beautiful thing that is! I would venture to say that. You take a child of God who is trusting in the Lord and receiving his strength and, and going through adversities and pressing through at the same time. And you put an unsaved person in their shoes with what they're having to go through that they are that the Christians holding up under and they wouldn't last five minutes. Because, because you're not going to find anything else in this world that compares to the power of God. You don't even compare anything to the power of God. Don't waste your time to do so. Who wouldn't want it? Who would reje reject an almighty God that wants to save your soul? That he, he, He's done this. He's given this sacrifice of His Son. And then He blesses you with a power and an ability in your life that can only come from heaven. Who wouldn't want that? If only the unsaved could walk in the saved shoes of the saved that's walking in the power of the Lord through adversity. 
Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 makes a big difference in it. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy paths. Look at verse 30. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. I had wise men in my life telling me to slow down or be careful here and there. In my 20s, I would work 16 hours a day and then physically and then come home and show off and say, let's go out to eat. I'm ready. I was really getting tired, but I was just trying to max myself as long as I could. Look, as, as we consider these sweet words tonight and as we're about to consider a renewing of strength when we need it, this is, this is not just for the, the seasoned, wise people that have been serving a long time here. This is for everyone. Everyone needs the Lord's strength. You never know. You'd be surprised how quick we can run out of strength when it's not in the Lord. Everyone needs the Lord's strength, whether they think so or not. You need the Lord's strength, the young, the seasoned, the lost, the saved, the physically strong, the mentally intelligent, those who have bowed up and and got upset with God. Everyone needs the Lord's strength. But you know what the problem is? With most of our lives, we exhaust ourselves and we run our lives as long as we can on our own strength until we fall apart. But then guess what? The Lord is right there when we will call out to him to renew our strength. And that's what we're going to go to in verse 31, common verse. You've heard a lot about it. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. God lets us come to Him and cast our old, worn-out life upon Him, our incomplete life, and when we're fatigued in every day, in every way, and when we do that, He takes us and He renews us. I I can't believe that I neglected the Lord for 30 years and lived my life for 30 years. And then, and, and I knew enough about Him. And then I come to Him and He receives me and He saves me and gives me the ability to do what I thought I could never do. To not do things that I used to do. All would faint without God. But all can come to the Lord. And He will renew their strength. Will you wait? And will you trust? And will you expect the Lord to show up in your life? Expect Him to. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like the whole town. It was a farming town. And... And there was a drought and nobody was able to make money and no rain in sight. And everybody, everybody, all these different people and religious people showed up to pray together. And 
Some brought their crosses and some brought Bibles and people brought different things. And they prayed and prayed and prayed and no rain. And next day, a little boy goes into town and and he prays. And next thing you know, the bottom falls out of the sky and it's raining. He had brought an umbrella with him. He was expecting. Or will you expect the Lord to renew you to the measure in the way according to the very way that He knows you need to be renewed. You might not be renewed in the exact way you want to be renewed, but you will be renewed in the best way that God wants you to be renewed. And He will do it. Will you wait upon the Lord? Will you trust Him? You can swap your strength for His. I like that saying. Swap your strength. I I had a I had a van, and and that battery just kept draining down. I I went that that van just laughed at a brand new battery. You put the strongest battery in there, it just let it eat it up within two years. It was prorated. I kept getting a new battery. I never paid for a battery because because that van would eat it up. I found out my CD player. Eventually, I found out my CD player. Pl- Went, went and played round the clock. It never stopped. And I, and I guess that's what it did that ran it down. But I would take that battery in and, you know, first time I sat on the counter and I was real surprised. They gave me another battery. A year and a half later, just set it down. I didn't, I didn't know what, I didn't know what was draining it, but I set that thing down and they gave me a new battery. I just kind of expected it and I walked out. I swapped, I swapped a worn out battery with no energy, with no strength, and I got a brand new one. That's what God's telling us right here. That's what God does for His children. For the spiritual strength you need, for the strength you need to do what you can, God gives it. God gives it to you and I. Paul said, when I am weak, then am I strong. They shall, they shall wait on the Lord and renew their strength. Mount up with wings as eagles. Run and walk and not faint. Preacher was trying to get the church excited one time. And he says, church, do you want to walk? And, he, and the congregation says, let it walk. Church, do you want to run? Let the church run. Church, do you want to fly? Let the church fly. Preacher says, it's going to take money to fly. People said, let the church crawl. (laughs) We don't have to think that way about the Lord's strength in our lives. He's told us when we exchange our strength for the Lord's, we walk, we run, we fly in comparison. It's all about the Lord bringing us around to fully depending upon Him. It's beautiful to see a seasoned, mature Christian life that that has grown into a dependence upon the Lord. It's wonderful to see. We need those examples 
I'm thankful for everyone of every age group we have in this church because we all work together to help one another. That example is so helpful of the one who's able to keep on in the strength of the Lord. We, we must do it. We must call upon God's strength to adequately make it in life according to the way he wants us to and to be able to please him. We've been appointed to a life. And we've been given the resources to draw from in order to have the strength to live it. But only those are going to have it that humble themselves and call upon the Lord for his strength. Otherwise, we will faint and we will fall. And as I mention this, and as we talk about this tonight, this has been for the Christian. But not only is there no strength or no, no ability for the Christian without swapping their strength for the Lord's. Look, there is, there is no ability, there is no power, there is no way for a person to be able to get to heaven. There's no way within one's intelligence, within anything about a person, to be able to get to heaven without trusting in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Have you, has someone here, have you had a time in your life, that time where you understood that you were a sinner and you were in need of salvation, that you needed to be saved and that you can't, couldn't do it yourself and you trusted the Lord Jesus Christ. He's, this truth isn't ever going away. We're, he's famous and we're never going to be able to forget about him. It's not going to fade because he died for the sins of the world. He died for everyone on the cross. He was buried and God raised him from the dead. And this says to you, to someone here tonight personally, I have accepted the loving sacrifice that my son made for you and your sins are forgiven if you will trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you trust Him today? The Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This is a, this is a gift. It is a gift of grace. For the natural thought that I had at one time, for the natural thought that you had at one time, you, you've got to do something to earn it. I'm telling you that it's just a gift. If I gifted you with something and you wanted to pay me, I would. And I said, no, I just I just won't give it to you if you want me to if you want to pay for it. But if but if you will accept this, I will give it to you. And that's what salvation in Jesus Christ is. Would you trust him right now? Because God is drawing you. There is a time, there is a day in your life when your sins are forgiven and you become a Christian. And after this life is over, you're, you're going to heaven. You're going to heaven. The, hell is for the devil and his angels, but there's people just determined to go there because they resist the loving salvation of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Would you trust Him today? God's calling you. He's calling you. Would you trust Him? We're going to go to the Lord in a word of prayer.
And whether you come up this aisle or whatever, God wants to do business with you tonight. He wants you to be encouraged that that you can be strengthened, that he will give you everything that you're in need of. He is a great supplier. He has created all and he can supply his creation with all that they need. And for for all of creation of man and all the earth, he has supplied your way to heaven. And it's the only way. Don't don't even go look for another way. Jesus says, I am the way the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Could it be more simple? Could it be more simple for you tonight? Would you trust Jesus? Would you? Let us pray. Father in heaven, my Lord God, we come before your presence tonight. And I want to thank you that we can just slow down here tonight, read your word, consider you, thank you for the promise of taking us through this life, Lord. May we continually call upon you. May we become a church that that depends on you in unity as a whole. Dependence upon you, leaning upon you, Father. I thank you that you're so faithful. I'm thankful that I know you're real and I know you within my heart. And there's no doubt about it. But Father, for the one here tonight, that has never been saved. Father, we pray you'd save them. We know you're not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance as much as we might desire that someone be saved. You're drawing them, dear Father. You're drawing them. This is our time with you, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.